Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Not Your Average Tea Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tabaria, and today we're going to recap the New York Jets' 21-14 win over the Houston Texans last week. And I'll start with this. You ever watch a team and they won, but it just didn't feel good? It didn't feel like a win. You weren't necessarily super excited about it. That's what this game was when the Jets beat the Texans. Zach Wilson, it was his first game back. And I think expectations may have been a little too high for him, coming from myself included. But he's a rookie still. And, you know, I think the last podcast I said, get anywhere close to 250, 290 yards and a couple touchdowns because the Houston Texans, like the Jets, are not a good team. They were both 2-8 and entering Sunday. But Zach Wilson did not live up to those standards. He went 14-27 for 147 yards and one interception. He did have a rushing touchdown, however, no passing touchdowns. To be fair, he, he looked rusty out there that first half. It looked like the game was too fast for him. He missed some time, and some errant throws were a product of that. In the second half, like he did most of the games, he kind of slowed down. Things got into a rhythm, and he made better decisions with the ball, did a better job passing, and he made some good plays. Now, this game... Should have been that stat line that I gave 145 and no touchdowns and that one interception. It should have been two touchdowns passing, one rushing touchdown and one interception. However, unfortunately, the Jets don't have a tight end. And so whoever it was in the background, I think it was Ryan Griffin. Zach Wilson rolls to his left, throws about a 30 yard, this beautiful pass in the back of the end zone to Ryan Griffin. and He drops it. Jets didn't get a passing touchdown on that drive. And then he hit Braxton Berrios on a little curl route up the middle. And if Braxton Berrios takes that toward the sideline, he's gone for like a 60-yard touchdown. Instead, he runs straight, and he got caught from the back. And, again, wasn't another passing touchdown. So Zach Wilson's stat line did not sound pretty when I read it off there, but it should have been way better. But it's the game of what actually happened, not what should have happened. And the Jets still won, though. But... Zach Wilson started talking, and you could tell he was not necessarily enthused by his performance. He kept saying that, I have to fix this. I have to fix this. He started off saying we a couple times. However, he then said, like, hey, these guys have shown that they can come out here and they can move the ball and they can produce. I need to show that I can get them there. I can be a part of that. I can be the engine that gets this train going here. So, It was good to see some leadership from Zach Wilson in that aspect, especially considering he was without his number one wide receiver, or I guess de facto number two now, now that Elijah Moore stepped up. He lost his de facto number one wide receiver, Corey Davis. He was not playing that game. He lost the running back one, Michael Carter, and we all kind of thought that the lack of a running game would affect Zach Wilson's performance. But in this game, the running game actually showed up. The Jets had 157 rush yards this game. That was probably about 100 more than I expected, to be completely honest here. But so it's good to see that they actually showed up. Tevin Coleman got the lion's share of carries there, 16 carries for 67 yards, followed by Ty Johnson, 6 for 42. The Jets' run game is actually improving week by week. And I think a lot of people have been pointing this out on Twitter that ever since the Jets pitched Greg Van Rodden for LDT, the amount of yards the Jets get per rush attempt went from 3.6 to 5. 
That's a big difference. It's been two weeks, but it's been a major improvement on that offensive line. Elijah Vera Tucker, the rookie from USC, he's just been on a tear, like just moving everybody. George Fant's good and run block sometimes, but really a pass blocker. And they're getting Makai Becton back, the franchise left tackle who's 6'7", 390 pounds. He's coming back, and he just moves men. So we should get him back in the next two weeks. He won't be available for the Eagles game coming up. However, he, he'll be back, and the run game's going to continue to improve. Another thing that I was excited to see is that Braxton Berrios was not leading the Jets in targets like he did earlier in the year. Even with Corey Davis out, Elijah Moore ended up leading the Jets in targets. Now, he finished with four, tar- four receptions for 46 yards. He should have had more than that. Again, could have, should have, would have, but he should have had more than that. But Zach Wilson needs to just chill out in the first half of games because he, he targeted him a couple times in that first half, and it just went right to his feet. And you were wondering, come on, Zach. If you put that where it needed to be, that could be a 20-yard gain. However, he was making some plays in the deep ends and cuts, and he was getting 20-yard receptions. So it's, it, the progress is there. This week was a down week. It didn't look good on the stat sheet, but you can definitely tell he's him and Zach Wilson are building a rapport. He's quickly becoming that number one wide receiver option in New York. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about how the defense performed, and it looked like a game versus Tennessee. I'll be quite honest with you, but we'll be right back. All right. Let's talk about how the New York Jets defense performed against the Houston Texans here. And so, like I said earlier, they performed very well. John Franklin Myers should have been the AFC player of the week here. He ended up with three solo tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks, and one interception. The interception was off of a tip pass. He knew he couldn't get the tight rod, so he batted the ball up in the air, and then he ran under it, caught it. He can move pretty good. He he made it like 40 yards before he got caught. And he said, you know, I, I obviously was trying to score a touchdown there, but I needed to be smart with it and get out of balance so I don't get tackled and, you know, we fumbled the ball there. So that was good to see. Quentin Williams, Jets star defensive tackle, also had a sack. And Quincy Williams, his brother, had a sack. So both Williams brothers had a sack. And that brought – Quinnen's total up to six sacks on the season, along with John Franklin Myers. Young cornerbacks, Bryce Hall got beat for a long touchdown, but it was one of those situations that, you know, you can't play better defense. He was on him like a glove, but it was a perfect throw, a perfect route, and Brandon Cooks just beat him. It's one of those you say, okay, well, you know, I, I cannot get mad at that because he did everything he could do in order to stop that touchdown, but he just got beat. He did make it up, however, on the last play of the game for the Texans here. He was on whoever that receiver was, like Glue. I couldn't even tell you his name. And when the ball went to him, Bryce Hall was right there to knock it down on fourth down to cause the turnover on downs. And then the Jets ended up kneeling and got the W. The last thing I want to talk about here is it was kind of concerning to hear Zach Wilson after the game say that his leg was not quite fully healed yet. He said it still shifts, it still moves and stuff like that. And that was a little alarming to hear him say, because if he's not out there and he's not 100%, and he should be after four weeks, then what is really wrong with his knee? He said something to the effect of he was running and then he felt something wasn't right. And so that just caused his whole body to freeze up and he didn't know what to do. And like he he had to tell himself like, hey, this was going to happen. 
So just relax. Everything's going to be okay. And he went back out there. It was one point when he scrambled, and then he got hit, and then he went right to the sideline. Everybody was like, yeah, they're checking out that knee again. It's the knee that he hurt previously. It doesn't look good. Be real surprised if he came back in. He came back in, and then they asked Salah about it in the press conference, and he said, you know what? His knee is solid. It's good to go. We wouldn't have put him back out there if it could have been anything further done to hurt his knee. So everything is okay there. And forgot who the guy's name is. Nate Burleson said it on the radio earlier. He said, you know, a little, little advice, Zach Wilson. I know you're a rookie and you'll learn this quick, but you don't want to go out there broadcasting that you still have something wrong with your knee because it's not a dirty play, but it may invite other defenders to come and try to target you on that knee. We will see how the knee holds up next week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And with that, I'm going to sign off here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Not Your Average T-Town Podcast. I'm your host, Abaria. Talk to you later.